Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us, too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Today, we're going to complete the story we started yesterday of the great event that's happening in Meridian, live from the Temple 2, which is coming out April the 30th or happening April the 30th. And it's Nashville's Songwriters Showcase. And joining us to finish the conversation is Miss Shelley Whitehead, along with what I hear, legendary Ken Rainey. Hey, guys. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? We're doing really well. And, Shelly, we had some technical difficulties yesterday, but there's a chance someone may not have been listening, and today is their lucky day. So live from the temple, give us the rundown of why you guys started this, and it was a success to do round two. Well, I'll take this one. Um, a couple of months ago, or last year, we came together with Ken Rainey and the Temple Theater, and Ken has produced over 2,000 shows on the stage at the Temple Theater. And she is a historic theater here in Meridian, Mississippi, and she just needs a little extra love and care. And she just has the legend of so many country music stars getting their start of their career from the Temple Theater. And so that's why we really wanted to come together and put together the Temple Restoration Initiative, which is a third-party nonprofit for the Temple Theater. And so back in December, we had 25 local or regional artists that came and performed like a Grand Old Opry style show. And it was fantastic. And we raised close to $10,000. And what we've decided to do is we wanted to kind of build on that brand. And we wanted to bring in professional songwriters to try to help inspire, you know, the surrounding areas of people to to learn about songwriting, the art of songwriting, and Ken Rainey is notorious for inspiring musicians. So, Ken, if you want to tell us just a little bit about your history with the Temple Theater. Well, I started in 1967, which was a few years ago. And uh, since that time, as you said, we've booked about 2,000 different artists on the stage of the Temple Theater. And it's about 100 years old now, and that needs a little love and tender care. She's not quite as old as you. She is older than you, Kevin. <laughs> she liked to get me, Rebecca. <laughs> she did. And I was she doing tried. the math, and I was like, no, you're 82 years wise. There is no way you're over... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's a beautiful, beautiful theater, and the acoustics in that theater are the greatest in the South. And so, we're bringing in three of Nashville, Tennessee's best, best, best songwriters, and of course, that's Wynn Barble and Don Portress, and also Bryce Long. 
And to give you a little background real quick, because I know you got a time element, but when Barbara wrote a song called Waiting on a Woman, if you remember that song, and Don Portress has won five uh, double awards for Christian music, and Bryce Long wrote a song called Anything Goes for Randy Houser. So these are all the professional songwriters that are coming into the temple on Sunday. After all these years, Ken, do you still get excited when there's a new event or fresh faces that are coming to the temple stage? I always get excited because the temple is famous for having surprise guests to just show up the day of show, and we don't ever know who that might be. Like we've had Willie Nelson to show up unexpected. We've had Merle Haggard to show up. So we've had a lot of big-name country music artists to show up when they weren't scheduled. So we're looking for that to happen on Sunday also. Oh, you never know. You have to do. You have to get your tickets, and you'll have to come. Shelley, how do we do that? How do we get our tickets for Live from the Temple that's coming up Sunday, April the 30th? Well, just go to itickets.com and search for Live from the Temple. Tickets are $20 now, but they will be $25 at the door. So if you want to save a little bit of money, go ahead and purchase those tickets. That also just helps us with, you know, being able to buy food and, and being able to, you know, to uh, figure out concessions. And guess what? Kids under 15 are free. So this is a family show. This is a family event, and it's something we're really excited about. And excited about these guys coming to Meridian. We sure are excited. And, of course, this is after church and before nighttime church. So we shouldn't interfere with anything you're doing on Sunday as far as religion goes. Well, and well, it, yeah, it was insane. It makes for just a great afternoon too to get out and sort of see some of the other sites. Because where is Temple Theater? Uh, they're in Meridian. If someone's maybe coming through or thinking about making kind of a whole weekend out of it. Well, the Temple is in downtown Meridian, and actually, Super Talk Studios Meridian is two blocks down from the Temple Theater. And our brand new three foot hotel is on the same block as Super Talk Studios, so you could stay at the three foot hotel. And literally walk to the Temple Theater. Kim, what's it like watching all the effort go into preserving somewhere you've literally called work and probably home for the last, oh, math is hard, but 40, 50 years? Well, I've been in radio and TV for 56 years. I was close. (laughs) It's always exciting to me to have a live performance in the Temple Theater. And uh, if we had enough people just to realize what they will be doing is sitting in a historic place, and nothing else, any place in the South, is going to match this theater. And to sit in the seats that people have set in to see a brand-new artist like Randy Travis and four times Merle Haggard and three times Willie Nelson, Conway Twitty, Loretta Lynn, Tammy Wynette, George Jones, on and on and on. It's a great opportunity to sit for all these performers have performed. Fifty years ago, Ken, what drew you to the profession, or I guess the industry, if you want to think of it that way, of radio and entertainment? From what I know, you sort of stumbled into it? Well, I did stumble into it. Um, <laughs> two blocks from where the 103.3 studio is, uh, I worked for the Meridian Star newspaper, and the sales manager fired me. Thank you, sales manager. I wish I could find him. I'd buy him a new car because he got me in radio. Uh, I walked two blocks 
and asked the radio people to hire me to sell radio ads, and uh, they did, and that was 56 years ago. Well, you kind of moved your way up, though, within the ranks. You didn't just sell ads. You became a promoter. You became a host. Did you always have your light, or your eyes set on, um, you know, getting behind the, the mic? Or did that, too, just sort of happenstance? No, that was an accident also. <laughs> I never dreamed I'd be on the air. And uh, I ended up doing 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And at 9.05, I'd leave radio and run over to the TV station, the CBS station here and do a one-hour live television show. And uh, so all of this is just the Lord's will and just accidentally that all happened. Hey, Rebecca, I just want to give a plug about a new show that we're airing here on Super Talk Meridian 103.3 FM every Wednesday at 9 a.m. We actually are airing a show called All About Country with Ken Rainey. So if you guys think that you might want to listen to Ken's history of everything he's done, not just for our city, but for country music broadcasting and our state in general, um, tune in or live stream from Super Talk Meridian on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Ken, are you ever going to retire? Do what? Are you ever going to retire or will they not let oh. you? <laughs> I hope I'm like a a big Labrador retriever in motion when I go. <laughs> well, you hang around that station long, and they'll definitely um, do that for you. Um, I want to keep you around, though. I know we're coming up uh, to a break here shortly, uh, Ken, because I'd love for you to share some of your stories. But, Shelly, go back and tell us about Live from the Temple again. That's coming up again April the 30th at 2 p.m. there at the Temple Theater. Where do we go for tickets and anything else we need to know? So go to itickets.com and search Live from the Temple 2, Nashville Songwriters Showcase. And tickets, again, are $20 pre-purchase, and they're $25 at the door. And we have Wynn Varble, Bryce Long, and Don Fortress that are from Nashville. And then we have three local people that are have been big or are big and are also songwriters. We have Scott McQuaig, and we have Alana Broughton, and we have Sam Donald, who's actually from the Gulf Coast. And he, they're all fantastic. It's going to be a great songwriter show, Rebecca. It's going to be a great show. Ken, can you stick with us? Yes, I will. I want to tell you one story that's coming up on 103.3. Oh, Talk. perfect. Well, hang tight. After the break, we got more with Ken Rainey coming up next. afternoon just a little brighter it's good things with rebecca turner on super talk mississippi how well everybody's heard about the bird Back 
can watch good things with your own computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And, of course, you know you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And today we're talking to a legend from one of those stations, Supertalk 103.3 in Meridian. We've got legendary Ken Rainey on the phone with us. And he's got a new show launching there all about country music. What's the name of the show again, Ken? All about country music. I got it right. <laughs> and without even trying, it sounds like then the title fits exactly what you will be you will be talking about, which is all about country music. How long have you had a love affair with country music? Uh, for probably better than well, it started in nineteen fifty three at the first Jimmy Rogers Festival show at Ray Stadium here in Meridian. And Ernest Tubb, Hank Snow, Lefty Frizzell, Patsy Klein, and I could go on and on, but I won't take up your time. But in 1953, I was 14 years old, and I sat on the ground in front of the stage, and I saw every country artist you could ever name. And since that date, I have been in love with country music. And in Meridian, we have a little furniture store down on Front Street. And every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., they had this country singer that played a guitar and sung, had a live broadcast from the store. And I would sit there and watch him for the entire hour and listen to him sing country music. So when I got into radio, the first thing I did is I sold a live broadcast so I could go and play records there. And it worked out real good. It worked out real good. Now, from what I can tell, you had a knack for making friends with country singers who were popular or celebrities at that time. And like a good old Southern boy would do, you also developed friendships with them, right, out of your hospitality and your friendliness. Was it strange to call those big names friends? Well, it turned out that they were, and we got to do a lot of things that I never dreamed that we would get to do together. Uh, the story that's coming up tomorrow on 103.3 Super Talk here in Meridian will be the story about uh, Randy Travis, and that was a great story. I came in to work on a Monday morning to do my morning show, 6 a.m. to 9, and there was a new record laying on the turntable that said, On the Other Hand, by Randy Travis, and I'd never heard of him. But I said, somebody must want me to play this record, so I played it. And then I had to play it a second time, and then I had to play it a third time, and my boss wasn't too happy because I played that record four times in my morning show in three hours. So I immediately called Warner Brothers in Nashville, and I said, how do I get in touch with Randy Travis? And they said, well, he's washing dishes over at Nashville Palace. And I said, well, I don't want him to wash dishes. I want him to come do a show for me. So long story short, I called over to Nashville Palace and got Liv Hatch. That was his manager. And I told Liv I had T.J. Shepard booked for three weeks from that day. And I wanted her to come do it. She said, well, we've never done a show outside of Nashville what kind of money can you pay? And I said, well, all I got left is $500, but I could pay you $500. So they came, and he got his first standing ovation in Meridian, Mississippi's Temple Theater. And while I had his attention and Lib's attention, we shook hands on three additional dates, and we increased the price from 500 to $2,500 for the last date on uh, three dates later. And uh, so long story short, 
after I did my second date, I called back to do my third date, and they said, you'll have to talk to our in-house booking agent. I said, who is your in-house booking agent? And they said, well, Alan Wickham. I said, oh, well, put Alan on the phone. I know him. So we got on the phone. He said, Ken, you're not getting a third date on Randy Travis. I said, well, do me a favor. What you want me to do? I said, I want you to call Liv and tell her that I called and wanted my third date. He said, you're not getting a third date, but I'll call her. About an hour later, he called me back, and he said, what? What day you want that third date? <laughs> All because of a handshake. I was supposed to say, back when handshakes meant something and people held up their end of the bargain, it was definitely a different time and a different time in country music. Fast forward 50 years, it doesn't sound the same, does it? No, it does not. And it's just, it's really sad that you can't do things on a handshake any longer. You got to have a a 28-page contract to get anything done, which is really sad. Well, I think, though, some some things never change, though, and that is people's ear for good music and then people's ear for, you know, loving those stories or those human interest pieces. And we forget, too, sometimes that the ones singing, they're people, and they have, you know, lives behind the mic, which I think you connected with over the years and seeing them as humans. And that helped make make friends out of them, correct? It does. And, uh, you know, when you reach out and you get the big, big, big artists and the big stars, uh, people always warn you about how temperamental they are. But I never found that with big artists. I, I found them to be easygoing. Uh, you know, if you treat people the way you want to be treated, they're going to be nice to you. Mr. Ken, do you remember the first song you ever played on the radio there in Meridian? I sure do. <laughs> Merle Haggard's called Swinging Doors. And it was from 8 until midnight because that's the only shift that I was qualified to run. So I ran 8 to midnight for about two years. And then I got moved up to 3 to 7 p.m. in the afternoon drive time. And then from 6 to 9 a.m. in morning drive. So I had a very short span from 8 p.m. to midnight, but I did play Merle Haggard quite often. And you is it true that you wore his um, tour bus out to get him to come to the festival there in Meridian? How'd you know that? I did. <laughs> that is amazing that you knew that. Uh, when Merle Haggard would play 100 miles from Meridian, uh, as soon as they brought him on stage, I would go out to the bus and put Jimmy Rogers literature on his bus and let him know about the Jimmy Rogers Festival. And one night about 10 o'clock, I get a call from California, and it said, are you the guy that's been putting that, he used a word I can't use, on our buses? And I said, I sure am. And he said, well, you pick me up at the airport Saturday morning. We're going to see if we can come down there and do that thing. And uh, so it worked. Persistence definitely worked. And sometimes it doesn't. Is there ever an artist that you tried your hardest, Mr. Ken, to get to come to Temple Theater there in Meridian that just didn't work out? Or, you know, maybe it just wasn't, you know, the right connection? Well, the big ones, of course, uh, you know, I had to work really hard. Most of the time, it would take me any place from three to seven years to get a big artist. And uh, Willie Nelson is one of those that I'm talking about. I never could get Willie on the phone to talk to him. And so 
I heard he was in Jackson, and my sister was in the radio business. And I said, look, you drive around and see if you can find Willie's bus parked at one of those hotels. I want to talk to him. And she said, well, you know, I think our news guy just had an interview with him. He'll know where he is. So she called me back in a few minutes. She said, Willie wants you to call him in room 222 at the Ramada Inn. <laughs> I said, you've already talked to him? She said, yeah. So I called him, and uh, he drove over and uh, did the show for Jimmy Rogers the next night. And while I had him on the phone, I asked him, I said, well, look, I heard Jerry Jeff Walker was going to do your show. He said, that's right. He said, you call him over to Holiday Inn and tell him Willie said to come to Meridian. So I had Jerry Jeff and Willie Nelson on the same show. So much history there in Meridian. So much excitement, too, around the new show for you. Um, it's every Wednesday. Is it is it live, Mr. Ken? Can folks stream it? Or will it be in a podcast? Maybe that's for Shelley. Will it be in podcast form? How can we keep up with uh, it? So it is streamed, and then it is launched on YouTube under All About Country on YouTube after we live stream the show. So you can go to the Super Talk app and listen to it tomorrow from anywhere you want to and just stream it. Just go to Meridian 103.3 FM, and you'll hear all of Ken Rainey, All About Country, tomorrow at 9 a.m. And if I might say, uh, Rebecca, one other thing. Uh, The YouTube is uh, collecting all of these stories. So right now we have seven episodes up, one being Willie Nelson, one Merle Haggard, one Loretta Lynn, one Tammy Wynette. And the uh, one we're doing tomorrow on Super Talk is uh, Randy Travis. And so those are all still up on YouTube if you want to listen to any of them. Have you had anybody call you, Mr. Ken, and ask you not to dig up any old bones? <laughs> Digging up bones would be a bad <laughs> thing to do. I agree. <laughs> I'm wondering how you got all those people there to Meridian. you got to have some sort of secret up your sleeve. But I sure do you know, appreciate your time, Mr. Ken. We're going to keep up with you and encourage everybody to listen to your show and come to live from the Temple on April the 30th. So thank you for your time. You know how much we appreciate you letting us be on with you and tell Steve and Kim hello for us. Will do. All right, you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Man of means by no means. King of the road. King of the road. King of the road. Becca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. We are on computer and mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even the YouTubes. You can now watch a Super Talk TV live on C Spire TV. If you've got that, we are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. You can also catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And now we're turning our attention to Scott Burns. He is the founder and CEO of Seven Days for the Troops. And they are always up to good things for our veterans. And now is no different. So, hey, Scott. 
Good morning or good afternoon. Well, it's you know what, Scott, it's it's multiple times of the day, depending on, you know, how you feel or when you woke up. But you guys are working hard right now for a particular veteran who found themselves with their home destroyed during the tornado. So set the stage for us. Uh, how did this? Well, I know how it went down with the weather, but how did you get connected with this veteran? Well, I put a post on Facebook right after the uh tornado hit and was just hoping that you know maybe somebody would write, reach out and they needed some supplies or or something we could help with you know on a small level and i had uh someone re- tell me that they knew of this 90 year old veteran uh mr robert pyron that lived in winona whose home was completely destroyed by the tornado and wanted to know if i had any connections to be able to help him and before I knew what I had, I had uh, done, I committed to assuring him that we would do what we could to get him in a new, new tiny home. And so we started that process and started working with uh, the Purple Art Homes group, and they agreed to, to do the uh, tiny home for us. And we've got it in, in the process. We just had to raise 50000 of the $75,000 that it would cost to make it happen and right now we're sitting at right at $35,000 raised so only have to raise 15,000 more uh to get him in this tiny home. So let's back up. What was the what's the veteran's name? Scott? Uh Robert Pyron. Mr. Robert. So was Mr. Robert living alone whenever the tornado struck or does he have someone that was living with him? I mean at 90 years wise, I would assume that you know living alone could be would be scary in itself. That's correct. That he he lived by himself with he has he has a puppy or a dog and his dog lives with him. But uh, basically, what uh, it happened is he heard that there was a um, the storm coming. He did not realize how bad it was going to be, so he was sitting in his living room um, when the storm came through, and it literally picked his house up, turned it uh, a couple of inches, um, like. And then set it over about six inches. He was in so it? it. Yeah, he was in it, sitting in it for Kleiner with his puppy in his lap. It's a miracle that he's still with us. It, it is, and what's cra- even crazier, there's a guy that lives right up the road from him that uh, had does electrical, and he knew his his um, specialty was going to be needed, and so he uh, went home to pick up his tools. And as he was getting ready to leave, he actually smelled propane. And he knew that Mr. Pyron had a propane tank, so he just kind of shined his lights down there. And that's when he noticed that his house had shifted. And so he went and kicked in the doors to check on Mr. Pyron and get him out of the house. Does he have any family in Winona? Where is Mr. Pyron staying right now? He, he's staying with a friend who has a home uh, a cabin that, he, that he's letting him stay in. His family lives up in um, the Tupelo area. And so they made every they made a trip every day for the last couple of weeks going down trying to help him um, save what they could out of the house. But what they um, what happened was is they ended up having to completely destroy the, the burn the house down because it was too too damaged to be able to save. And this is the home that Mr. Pyron actually um, Built. was born in, uh, lived in all of his life, and he lost all of that. 
I saw this. Is this went viral on? And I just putting this together, Scott. Um, this went viral on Facebook. I think it was his granddaughter may have been with him as they sat and sort of watched, allowed him to watch all of the memories, all of the things, you know, um, uh, be demolished the way it needed to be due to the fact that it was no longer safe. And if I remember correctly, he was basically just joyful to be alive. That he had everything he needed, uh, made it out alive. His dog, himself, obviously, he still had his his intact family um, was unharmed, and you could just sense the um, appreciation that he had for life. And so, man, it's a small world. I wouldn't have connected those two uh, without that, Scott. Well, and that's and and that's him. And the thing is, is when we started talking about helping him. I mean, he's like, hey, if you can just get me a camper to live in, um, that would be good enough. And we, as a as our organization, one, didn't feel that was safe, but two, at 90 years old, climbing in and out of a camper, even if you, you know, put a, a pretty good wheelchair ramp or a ramp on it, we just felt like he deserved to be in a home on his property for as long as he can be there. So give us the background on Purple Heart Homes. This is an organization that this is sort of their their ministry and their mission. But share with us who you're partnering with. Well, Purple Heart Homes is a group out of Statesville, North Carolina, that I have uh, over the past probably nine years been involved with because they they go in and their mission used to be where they just went in and made a house handicap accessible with widened doorways. And a couple of years ago, they found a veteran that lived in his own house, but there was no way to repair it. I mean, they, it was a shack. And so they built their very first tiny home for him. And since then, they found that there was a great need for veterans that were possibly homeless or or just didn't have a a large footprint home and didn't really need that, kind of like Mr. Pyron doesn't need a, a large house. He just needs somewhere to, you know, to call home. And so they started building on site, on their property there in Statesville, North Carolina, these tiny homes, and then they shipped, they shipped them out across the country to help veterans. How big will his home be? I mean, you know a tiny home, but do we know this, the footprint of it? As far as I know, it's like an 800-square-foot home. It's going to have a kitchen, a dining room, a bedroom, a bathroom, and it's going to come, what we're hoping is it, it comes with a washer and the washer-dryer, the lift, the refrigerator, and a stove. But my goal and my mission between now and the 17th of May, when we'd like to have him moved into the house, that when he walks in the door, it is f- fully furnished, the pantries are going to be stocked with groceries. Um, the only thing that he's really going to have to purchase at that point is, is his clothing and, and any little, you know, whatnots that he wants. But we're, our goal is to have the house completely furnished when we, when we hand him the keys to it. And how can we help, Scott? Well, one of the ways, of course, is we still, we're $15,000 away from having it funded. And then if people will follow my Facebook page, we have a plan to when that house crosses the uh, state line in, to come into Mississippi, we would like a, a motor, motorcycle escort from the state line to Mr. Pyron's front door or what would be his new front door. And so we want this not to just be, hey, we're going to take and hand him a house. We want to show him uh, the love and support of the community in the state of Mississippi that 
you know, we appreciate his his service to this country. He was he was in the army um, during the Korean War. He actually served in Germany during the Korean War, but then he uh, also was on the highway patrol, and so he's had a lifetime of service. And I just want to show him the respect that he deserves and give back to him the best way we can. Pam and, or Pamela and Biloxi, how do we donate? And the easiest way, I think, would be just seven, the number seven days for the troops dot org. And then you would have all the information there. Correct, Scott? That is the easiest way to donate right there. And I mean, you can you can find out more information about seven days for the troops and uh, what our mission is. And, I mean, you and I have talked a couple of times over the years, and we, we normally have a big event that we do in July that would completely fund this project. But I can't wait till July to, to get him in a home. And so we, we've got a big mission, but Mississippi is very giving. And I think, I think that we can have the money raised by the, the 17th of May with no problem. And someone mentioned a motorcycle ride. That's You're hoping to get a motorcycle escort to bring Mr. Pyron's house into back to Winona as it crosses the state lines. Can they go to 7daysforthetroops.org or your Facebook page if they are interested in being part of the motorcycle parade or, or um, I don't say ride, but yes, ride? <laughs> They they can and they and I'm I'm going to give out my phone number. It is six six two four zero one three three four nine six six two four zero one three three four nine. They can call me and we're working on the details because I mean we we want to get as much information out there as possible as soon as possible. But we're working on the timeline of when that's supposed to hit the state line and and timing and all that. But um, I've had someone with a Jeep organization that's working on trying to get uh, their Jeep group to, to help escort it in. And um, Well, Scott, I just, as I, you have more information, you keep us updated here on Good Things, and we'll get you back before the 17th for sure, okay? I like it. I like it. I All appreciate right. you having me on. Absolutely. And that's 7, number 7, days for the troops.org. Stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Some nights I stay up cashing in my bad luck. Some nights I call it a drop. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle. Some nights I wish they just fall off. But I still wake up, I still see... Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk app. Of course, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can find Sports Talk Mississippi. They are going to be on the square in Oxford coming up Friday for the annual Double Decker Festival. There's a ton of things happening at this year's Double Decker Festival, including music from Southern Rock Band Blackberry Smoke and Magnolia State's very own and Good Things favorite girls. 
Hills Chapel um, Heart. So that is definitely going to be a good time. Hopefully they'll have beautiful weather uh, for that. And don't forget, too, our Super Talk Mississippi news team is covering your Mississippi stories. So stay up to date. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. Man, what a good day here on Good Things. If you missed any of our great guests or any of the wonderful events or the things uh, that we talked about, again, you can always find us in podcast form after the show. But you can also find all of our uh, best interviews and segments over on Super Talk's YouTube page. Uh, hit the subscribe button. You'll never miss an interview. That will give you the whole uh, all the interviews from all the shows, uh, which I think you deserve to know or to have access to. Well, on YouTube, you, you have a couple options. You can subscribe and there's that little bell. Yes. And you can click the bell and hit, hit none, which means you'll never get a notification that we've uploaded a video. So it's on you to find it. Or you have two other options. You can hit all, which means YouTube's going to blow your phone up every time we upload a video so you never miss anything. Or the best option, you click personalized. So, say for instance, you only watch the good things videos on the Super Talk YouTube Which I page, highly recommend. No, I'm just kidding. Then it would recognize that and only send you the notifications for the good things videos. Good deal. And two, lots of notifications about three Mississippians making it to their next round and their perspective, uh, I guess, singing competitions on TV. You've got Colin and Zechariah who have advanced to Americans Top 12. And then you had Holly Brown who advanced uh, out of the knockout rounds on The Voice uh, going on to the next round. So I know a lot of folks are... Um, cheering for them, invested in their progress as they go through these shows. It's always cool to have someone, but now you got to have them. You have your eyes and ears sort of everywhere. So uh, we appreciate you keeping us updated on all things Mississippi on TV. And I know we have a very stark rule here on good things that we don't talk politics, but all my friends and I have been itching about the new presidential candidates coming up in 2024 that was announced. And if you can't have fun with this, I don't know if you're a right thing for good things, but it is Mississippi's very own Afro man is running for president in 2024 as an independent, which I appreciate, like just gone. I always felt like he just Went down the middle aisle uh, there anyway. And if you are from mine and Rhino's college generation, high school, high school, college sort of generation, you you think of this completely different than if you have no idea who he is because you're so young that he had completely or so old or so old wise in years in that way. No, you're just old if you don't know who Afro man is. But if you have grouped, if you are. High school, college in the early 2000s, if that was sort of your scene, I guarantee you, you have been in your group chats with your homies talking about how crazy this actually is in the worst and best ways possible. And I want to know just for statistical trivia information, is this the first Mississippian to officially run for for president? I don't think so, but it's the first in a long time. I need to know that information. I need to know what other Mississippian has filed paperwork to officially run, regardless of party, for the the presidential um, election. And all politics aside, I want to know where do we pay or what do we have to vote for to at least advance him far enough that we get to the debate stage 
of the presidential because it will make it incredibly more entertaining for the majority of the Americans. <laughs> and usually they weed pun themselves out, pun intended out, and the race actually gets down to whatever candidates. But I would have I would I would pay pay per view money to keep him in the running for at least one debate on national television. Yeah, I could get behind watching a, a political debate that has the possibility of having both Afro Man and Tiger King on the stage. <laughs> I'm sorry if you can't find just the sheer entertainment value out of it all, then go get some fresh air. Or as the kids are saying, touch grass. Touch grass. <laughs> Googling. Listen to a few. I'm just still, I'm still laughing at your use of the word homies. <laughs> you really pulled one back from the early 2000s. <laughs> I got one. I got a homie who played the tamarine for him a few times on stage. Let's just put it that way. All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. You got the boys with sports talk from three to six. Rhino and I'll meet you back here tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.